welcome in to episode 203. Nice 203, is that where we're at? Is it 203 already? I, I think 202? so. 202? 201? 200? 199. Wow, we're going backward. If our office's internet wasn't so crappy, I could maybe look it up. I would. I, I think that this is episode 203 of the Get Around podcast. Uh, it is the finest and most luxurious of the sports podcasts in northern Michigan. Uh, we Fine Corinthian leather. We, we compete with, uh, do we still compete with 9 and 10? Does my sports now have a podcast still? I, 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 I know couldn't, we're, I, I couldn't I, tell you if they do. I know our good friend Harrison Beebe had started up his podcast, the Hometowner Podcast. Shout out to that one. And uh, I checked that out uh, the other day just to see. I'm like, I wonder if he's still doing it. I think the last episode was in September. Or maybe, I don't, I, I'd have to go back and and look but uh we might be the only the only one left we've killed off all the competition the only survivor since we're so i did check and 203 is the episode that we are on thank you that's also the area code of most of connecticut andrew rosenthal coming in with he's throwing heat throwing high heat coming in with just uh, incredible information loving it thank you so much so yes, episode two hundred three. Andrew, while you're researching, uh, clacking away over there on the keyboard, find out if the uh, Harrison's podcast st- still going. The hometowner. The hometowner. Yeah, I can do that. And then see if my sports now is still going. I'm I'm curious to know about our our competition. Um, I am your host, Brendan Queeley. This is the Get Around Podcast. Uh, on Facetime with us is Andrew, Andrew Rosenthal. Uh, I have someone in studio this week. James Cook is here. Jimmy James Cook. He had to go yeah. to the post office, but didn't make it. I didn't make the it. The only reason he's too here. Late. Too late. The only reason he's here in the office is because he had to go to the post office. And, and he didn't go didn't to the post office. There. Nope. So, uh, yeah, welcome in. Uh, we are, I'm, I'm going to do it right off the top because I keep forgetting for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freak, yeah. There it is. All right. I keep, it's like... I forgot that we were sponsored. Honestly, I also don't even know if we still are sponsored. I asked uh, our uh, managing editor about that and haven't gotten a response yet. So I don't know if we're still sponsored and if we're just giving them free advertising. Like, they need it. Pretty sure people know who Jimmy John's is. They sell T-shirts. Pretty sure. So how was, uh, how was your weekend, boys? Oh, boy, the NFL yesterday. <laughs> I... Uh... I placed a bet and I picked the other two teams, but you know, I thought I had it up until the last minute of both games. So I, I, I had bills and bucks and I thought the bucks had a chance what, score with about 44 seconds to go. And I'm like, yeah, that's enough time to score. That's good. That's enough time to score. I just don't think it's actually going to happen. And sure enough. I thought it was then, so. I thought it was so nice to see all of the quarterbacks that everybody doesn't like get booted from the playoffs. It was like it, I felt. I'm like, all right, cool. Ben Roethlisberger out. Rodgers out. Brady out. I'm like, this is this is great. This is wonderful. This is what this is what America needs right now. The United States of America needs those three quarterbacks to get their asses out of the playoffs and sitting on a couch. I mean, yeah, I was kind people of like Josh for, Allen, though. Yeah, I was rooting for Josh Allen. Oh, of the course, Bills I was a little rooting. bit. Yeah, I. Uh, on the podcast, like a year or two ago, I had picked the the Bills as like my number two team, like my my backup team behind the Lions. Yeah, and uh, so 
I was kind of rooting, rooting for them. Plus, it would have made the perfect weekend of all the road teams winning. Yes. I was also rooting for Josh Allen. I mentioned this last week or two weeks ago uh, on the podcast was Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. That was the really the last time that I was paying like a lot of attention to college football, like paying attention every single day, every single week to college football. And was like, oh, man, I, I like Josh Allen. was really excited about what he was going to bring to the NFL. And he came in, looked like he was going to be a bust, and now he is anything but a bust. So yeah, I, I was I was bummed to see him get knocked out yesterday. I was rooting. I was I was kind of hoping for the Bills to win the whole thing this year, which would have been really uh, really amazing. But yeah, it was my a, pick on the podcast in around September of 2021 was that the Bills Chiefs game would decide the winner of the Super Bowl. So I, I think I'm going to stick to that. And you picked the Bills. I did. <laughs> Both of the teams that I picked are also out. But the one that I picked was a long shot, and they actually got into the playoffs and had a chance. Which so I. Who was that? The Patriots. Like when I picked the Patriots, Harrison looked at me like I was crazy. But I picked the Patriots. I picked the uh, Bucks Patriots Super Bowl. He was all over Twitter uh, on the weekend. Every time I opened up my app, it was like thirty tweets from Harrison. I was like, I know he was all over. I was like, take. take I don't think I tweeted all weekend. I retweeted some of our stories, and like that was it. I tweeted uh, twice about what Grayson Allen did to Alex Caruso, Grayson Allen of the Milwaukee Bucks and Duke and little uh, so-and-so and names that I've said off the air that I can't say on this podcast because we're clean. Um, and Supposedly. So, uh, yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. And uh, I'm going to look up this now. I need, I need to see the Allen. I, I, I had – it was just – I. it was a – kind of a throwaway tweet it was a clip from family guy um and i i woke up the next morning and, and since then it's had like fifty thousand views and has just has just blown up um which is always fun when you get a tweet that kind of takes off You're, you feel semi-famous at least for a little bit so i i you, you haven't seen it and it's not showing up yet on there james no weird Suffice it to say, uh, it was a dirty play. Alex Caruso of uh, the Chicago Bulls going for a layup, and uh, Caruso, or uh, Grayson Allen, um, grabs Caruso's arm, throws him to the ground, and then swings again and, and hits him. And then, yeah, you see him smirk afterward. It's funny. It's, uh, Andrew kind of looks like Grayson Allen. There's oh. a little... There's a little. That's a, that's a, I hate that guy. Like at least one, excuse me, excuse me. Like I'm a Kansas fan. There's a little. There's a little grace in Allen and Andrew. I, I, I think. But I, you are obviously a much better person than he is. I'll say that. So, while you may look like him, it doesn't mean that you have the same personality. Um, All right. Yeah, that's a pretty dirty play. That's not much better, though. Jane, yeah, it, it, it is. It, it was a dirty play, for sure. And he it's got a dirty it. play. I mean, the, if he had the first arm, if he just had gone with the first arm, he, he, yeah, he got the hand a bit and everything like that. But then swinging the second arm through is just, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's horrible. I, I had a good weekend myself. I was able to to get home and see the family for uh, Christmas Take Two. Our first Christmas got blown up by COVID, and we weren't able to see each other. So I went home this time and. Uh, it was incredible. It was so much fun. Like the family hadn't been together for for quite a while, and so it was so nice to have 
just to be hanging out with my my four nephews and uh, my you know see my mom and dad and my uh, sisters and, and brother and um, and then their their spouses and just uh, it was it was really nice like it was even like I stayed up until like two thirty Saturday night just talking to my dad and I haven't done that in in forever and it reminded me how how important family is you know you kind of have those moments where you go oh yeah I feel a lot better when I'm around family and when I'm uh, you know with people whom I love and and who love me it's it, it's always a cool thing and just it, it left me you know driving home last night it was just a, a full heart to be kind of cheesy and corny here on the podcast but I wanted to, I want to talk about it because it was just like it was so nice just going home and and um, feeling normal for a little bit which was uh, which was really cool so but uh, anything else guys from from your weekend that uh, of note other than uh, football and oh Andrew wait uh, so are we the only podcast going is Harrison still going it is not it has not had another episode after four episodes and nine and ten's last episode was in the playoffs of football not saying that other the i don't have anything saying that they're uh, canceled but they have been uh, made a podcast since, at least not publicly that's right that's right we killed them i mean to be fair we did take like a five-week break too so they you know they could also they could be, just be on hiatus yeah which is a, a much longer hiatus but a hiatus no yes problem. yeah we'll see if uh if, if there's a harrison hiatus and he's also going to be coming back with the hometowner. Harrison's hometowner is on hiatus. Uh, hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get moving on with the show. Uh, we'll get right into the pulse right now. So, uh, coming up a little bit later on the show, we have uh, girls wrestlers uh, from Boyne City, Lydia Kraus, and from Traverse City West, uh, Gabby uh, Edenburn, and uh, really looking forward to that. And them being on the podcast kind of spurred this conversation that I wanted to have with you guys, which was now that girls wrestling is, is taking off and we saw that big tournament in Boyne City, um, you know, that was an all-girls tournament, and I think you said, James, 25 teams and 67 wrestlers, something like that? 25 teams, yeah. Yeah, huge. Uh, and now that that is, is kind of taking off, I'm curious to know from you guys, what's the next sport that you'd like to see break through in, you know, in northern Michigan or a sport to be sanctioned by the MHSAA, um, anything that you'd like to see added? I mean, for me, I've got, I've got a couple. Um, one is completely off the wall, and it's currently a sport that doesn't really exist. But the other one I'm, is, is, is around the state, and I'm, I'm curious to know if you see boys volleyball ever making a presence here in, in northern Michigan. Uh, and I don't know if that's really a possibility given that we don't have a lot of big schools up here but um it, i i know that there there would be some some interest i'm talking to garrick opie the uh football coach for sutton's bay he was uh, i think either a pro or a semi-pro beach volleyball player uh back in his he- his heyday uh, and so he's got a he's got a, a love for volleyball and uh yeah just just curious about the, i i don't know the logistics of it but it, it is the one it's one sport up here that that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There was a kid a couple of years ago from Bear Lake who, uh, you know, a boy who went on to play college volleyball, to play men's volleyball. I mean, he, he had to go down state and play with a club down in Grand Rapids or something, and got noticed at some tournament and was playing college volleyball at Lawrence Tech. It's typically a sport that happens in the spring, 
boys volleyball is. It's a lot of times you'll have, at least when it was introduced in my school, uh, it was introduced to balance out the addition of girls, uh, girls golf. In uh, a lot of, in, in the first year, it was actually a lot of football players that were like, well, we've gone to a lot of volleyball games in the past. Let's check this out. Let's, let's see for ourselves, like how this can go. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I found myself going to a lot of my teammates games. So, um, It'd be pretty cool if it was introduced here. You you brought up that it was introduced because of uh, the uh, addition of girls golf. So then I guess you would have Title Nine issues and, and making sure that that everything um, was even. Maybe, I, 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 maybe. yeah. But uh, in some cases, I, uh, I know our AD was telling about this, telling telling me about this. Sometimes it's like if there's a significant interest in having a sport added at a school, then that's kind of where you would have to have like those offerings per title nine. Mm-hmm. So you don't, it's not always like a 50, 50, it doesn't always have to be like a 50, 50 sports offering split. It sometimes it has to be like, okay, does this, I think the way I understand it is does the school offer where the sports that the student athletes demand, you know? Yeah. It would be interesting. I've never been in an area to cover a boys volleyball team. That's never been a prep sport that I've that I've covered. Have I, either of you guys ever covered it? Nope. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm. I'm. I, that's what kind of bums me out. I. I. That would be an interesting. It, it would be an interesting sport to to cover for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a interesting that there's a couple of sports that like only one team that we in our coverage area has, and one of those is archery. Right. Gaylord St. Mary has an archery team. For boys and girls, and um, clay shooting. For and Glen Lake has a team for skeet shooting. And Kingsley is actually I, I'm not sure. I know that they were discussing this uh, around October or November. Uh, they were also discussing bringing out a, a, yeah, a, a clay shooting uh, a team as well. So, mm-hmm. and the only team that we cover also that has um, boys swimming is Manistee. Right, all the schools, some of the big schools have girls swimming, but they don't have boys. Uh, Manistee is the only one, interestingly. So, moving on to what I would like to see introduced, and this is something I feel like that could happen within five years. To be honest with you, uh, Nordic skiing. There's a, a several Northern Michigan schools that have established and successful Nordic ski programs. One of them is right here in Traverse City, the defending state champions, the Vasa Ski Club. I think they call themselves the Vasa Raptors this year, and they're coming off of a good meet and grailing. Um, they, uh, Hickory Hills also hosted the state championship in 2020. Uh, I remember being there and thinking and the parents were thanking me because for covering it because it's technically not an MHSA state championship. It shouldn't matter, period. You know, we look back at the MWA girls wrestling state finals that those girls said, oh, I'm a defending state champion. Oh, I'm a defending state runner-up. And we never really asked them, oh, were, were you a state champion by the MHSAA or were you a state champion by MWA? And I think that these, these skiers have the same mentality where, okay, I won a state championship and we, it was only organized between the teams that have like established teams. I know Brighton's got a big one. Houghton's got a big one. Uh, and there's probably a couple others in the Grand Rapids area that have established teams. But I, I would like to see this get sanctioned by the MHSAA 
and I think it wouldn't really take much effort to get it done. You know, I think I do think there is a significant population of Nordic skiers in the state of Michigan. It's just a matter of time for that. Yeah, and there is, like you said, um, monster interest in that sport here in northern Michigan. It is, I mean, in a couple of weeks, we have uh, the Vasa race uh, coming up. And yeah, the, that's, that's February 12th and 13th, I think. There's been the, the White Pine Stampede. Um, it's, And you, you see just how big it is here in northern Michigan. Um, that was one I, I hadn't thought of, Andrew. I'm so glad that you brought that up. That was it's a, a super interesting take. And uh, I think that I think you're right. I think that might be the, the next – that's probably the most realistic possibility for the next sanctioned sport, at least here in northern Michigan. I mean, you look back in Chicago, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the addition of boys lacrosse by sanctioning of boys lacrosse by the Illinois High School Athletic Association. They had their, it was called the IHSLA, and they had their own state championship for like 10 years. And for a while, they were doing things better than the IHSAA was, or IHSA was with, in terms of like seeding and they were bringing in teams from Wisconsin and because they were within the Chicago Metro and because it wasn't a sanctioned sport in Wisconsin at the time either. So I, I don't think there's really a difference if you have a de facto, like the saying a de facto state championship with like a, an independent organization that's holding their own state championship and uh, like the MHSEA, it's just a matter of funding and money at that point. And that it, 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 I really would like to see the MHSAA seriously consider adding uh, Nordic skiing to its offering. I know the big one they're talking about is esports, um, especially when you have we right. see what's going on with the MIHSEF, Michigan High School Esports Federation, um, another organization that's doing things really just doing things really really well. I know Traverse City Central got on board with that, and Traverse City West is jumping on next year, so both of those i don't think it like i said i don't think it's really going to take much effort because there's so much interest in it statewide yeah and, and that's the thing is like you you need the the athletes advocating that's that's mm-hmm. a big thing i i remember i've i brought it up uh, you know in the past before my history with with bowling uh when i started high school in illinois um boys bowling was not a sanctioned sport by the ihsa um, the Illinois High School uh, uh, Association, and my freshman year, I that was the first thing I I advocated for four years, all four years while I was there, I did club bowling, um, so it was a club sport. It wasn't sanctioned anything like that, so there was no I couldn't letter or, or anything like that in, in the sport. Uh, but they eventually sanctioned the sport the year after I graduated high school. So I went all four years club bowling, all that, and being one of the best bowlers in the state, um, not recognized uh, in any record books or anything like that. Um, and but the year after, and I'm proud of myself uh, because I know that the efforts that I made and the efforts that others made, that's what led to that being sanctioned. It's that old adage of you know, um, old men plant trees knowing that they'll never live to sit underneath their shade. So I was happy that, sure, I didn't get to benefit from it being a sanctioned sport by the IHSA, but others now have since. 
and that was really cool. And it's the one thing that I, I look back on and go, all right, you didn't do a lot in high school, Brendan, but you did do that. And that was, you know, I don't take complete and total credit for it, but uh, it, it was something that I started and, and fought for from, you know, when I was a freshman in high school and worked with my coaches and, and other bowlers and, uh, you know, the club coaches in the area to, to get it done. It, it took a while, but it, it did happen. So Yeah, we've seen bowling take off here. You know, I mean, we've had bowlers on the pod a couple of times, and that sport's done pretty well here. Another one that I, I think would be cool, I mean, is that we have a club team around here is rugby. I, th- I think that it would be great to see varsity rugby. I, you know, I don't know how many teams around the state of Michigan have it, though. Um, and another interesting one that I don't know that it has very much of a following up here, it's more of a downstate Ann Arbor area type thing, is field hockey. Right. Um, big out on the East Coast, kind of like lacrosse. And, you know, and, and rugby, to an extent, is more popular out there. But um, it's, a, it's a pretty cool sport. Uh, if you watch it, um, I covered that for a while in college, and you know, in in Michigan right now, about the only teams that have it are the big schools like in Ann Arbor. Yeah, the going kind of completely off the wall here, and this isn't exactly serious, and it's not really a sport that anyone knows. But this is one that I just I've always I I know I've brought it up on the podcast before, at least I think I have. Are but you I say bass fishing. No, I'm not, but I'm sure there would be a lot of people that would think that. So in in middle school, in my gym class, we played indoor three-ball soccer. So it was a regular soccer game. You were you were in a gym, so it was in it would be you'd play it on a on a, like a basketball court, right? And you would have um do you do you you guys played dodgeball, I'm assuming and I'm a, you probably used the the soft dodgeballs. Right, mm-hmm. not the uh, like the hard rubber ones. Mm-hmm. So we would we played with the the soft um, kind of dodge balls, and there would be three soccer balls going at one time, and only one goalie. And I'm I think there was you had more than eleven players on. I think it was like fifteen players on on each side, and it was just absolute chaos and so much fun, you know. I think you probably have to have, you know, eight or nine officials out there watching and trying to make sure everything, you know, <laughs> to see what was going on. But I, that would be such a fun sport to cover, to go and watch. I mean, because you'd be getting three balls going at the same time, I mean, final score if you play like two 20-minute halves or something like that, you know, you're probably, you might be in the 20s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but again, I know I've brought that up before, but it was that was one of my more memorable things in junior high. Was always looking forward to that time of the year in gym class when we would be playing three ball soccer for a few weeks. We we had this one game that we play um, during wrestling after wrestling practice, like maybe once a week or something like that. The coach, like if we had a good practice, he would end the practice early, and then we could play jam ball. That's what they called it. Okay, and it, it was just we played with a volleyball, and it was kind of like hockey in that you had like three layers of players you know you had like defensive players who had to stay you know like we had three mats in the wrestling room so or three layers of mats kind of so there's kind of lines between them so you'd have defenders who couldn't go past the one line you would have midfielders who couldn't go past the one line and then we forwards and stuff and you had to you couldn't you had to be on your knees the whole time you couldn't be on your feet 
and you had to the object was to get the ball to the other team's wall and touch the wall with the ball. Other than that, it was full contact, <laughs> and there was <laughs> basically no rules other than don't hit anybody in the groin or gouge their eyes out. <laughs> no, no biting, no hair pulling. I would assume too. Hopefully, <laughs> you would think, um, but it was it was amazing fun, and it was. It was great to play and everything. We would every year we would challenge the basketball team to play us in that, and uh, they would politely decline. Yeah, what are like those other games from gym class that you think would be kind of fun? Like pickleball, that would be an interesting sport to cover if it was like uh, an actual high school competitive sport. Uh, you guys know what pickleball is, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically like uh, it's ping pong on steroids. Yeah, kind much. of a combination right. of yeah, ping pong and ping tennis. Pong. Yeah, ping pong and, and tennis. Yeah. So, Andrew, did you have any games that you played in, in, in gym class? Saturn ball. Y'all ever heard of that one? I haven't heard of Saturn ball. Oh, my gym teacher went to, like, this camp or, like, this convention of gym teachers, and he came back with a Saturn ball. It's a ball that looks like Saturn. And uh, they basically invented the game where it's a combination of handball, hockey, and seven or in flag football like you wear flags and you can tackle if you're holding the saturn ball or something like that and it was like you take three steps and you can bounce the saturn ball into the net and it would bounce like in weird ways because it like the rubber part of the rubber is saturn um i don't know if that's even still a thing but we we played it i'm pretty sure that my teacher uh uh made up some of the rules along the way but it stuck it sticks with my memory because it was a lot of fun so I saw a video the other day of it was two kids holding on. They were each holding on to like a, it was a short rope. And the object was to swing the other person uh, or get them to touch a garbage can in, in the middle. Like if they touched the garbage can, they lost. And so it was this bigger kid, and he is just swinging the smaller kid all over the place. But the smaller kid is so agile that he is, every time he gets close, he's able to like jump over the garbage can and not get hit and it was uh the video ended before like the uh, the actual someone hit it and so i was bummed out i didn't, you didn't get to see who, who won or lost but yeah all those goofy games that you know we well, that, that was the other that was the other thing about saturn ball is like they would pull down some of the basketball nets and you could also score you could score points by like throwing it in the net or you could also score it by shooting a hoop so well, so let's make sure that when we talk to uh, Lee Krause and, and Gabby Edenburn that we ask them. I would imagine that they would have some goofy games that they've had to play in gym class as well. Foursquare. So, you ever play that? I did play Foursquare. Yeah, hopscotch. Oh, gosh. Right? Tetherball. I don't think I ever played Tetherball. <laughs> no, I never Tetherball played that. Tetherball is like I mean, the ultimate sign of strength. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, Lydia and Gabby, um, we, uh, we're going to talk to them a little bit later in the evening, but we're going to play the interview uh, that we had with them. We'll, we'll get to that right now. So let's go ahead and listen to uh, our conversation with Boyne City's Lydia Krause and Traverse City West's Gabby Edenburn. All 
right. Uh, thank you very much and uh, appreciate Lydia Krause from Point City and Gabby Edenburn from Traverse City West joining us here uh, via FaceTime on the uh, Get Around podcast. Uh, thanks, both of you, for, uh, for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, I, I know you're busy, so thanks for taking a little bit of time for us. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to like look back to the beginning of the season. You know, um, Lydia, I heard from Traverse City West coach uh, Rusty Nyland. He kind of hosted this meeting mm-hmm. where just to gauge everyone's interest on girls wrestling. And people thought you were kind of like the superstar of that, you know, they were so like thrilled to see you. What do you remember about that day? Uh, I remember that a lot of people were telling some really good stories about how either they started wrestling or how they saw, like, their first girl wrestle, and it was really intriguing and really exciting to hear some of those things that the coaches were saying, and it was, I was really happy that even it was, like, our first time getting together that multiple girls and parents showed up it was a good experience to see and see it happen so Gabby what what is it about the sport that interests you uh that that brought you into it I I know you spoke with uh, Andrew a little bit off the air about uh, your your brother uh Ethan it it, was there any sort of um drive there from seeing what he does on the mat I mean yeah because you know, he's a decent wrestler, and I was... Decent. Like, I, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear well, that. He, <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. He's fine. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Just seeing him wrestling and just made me really want to, like, try it. So what is it about and the that, sport that's just, that, that's been either fun or, or interesting that's, that attracts you to it? As I've done more of it, did more of it, um... I just learned to, like, love it so much more than, like, when I watched it. Like, when I actually started to do, like, wrestling, it just, it was just so much better than just watching it. Just watching my brother do it, and, yeah. Do you ever have to wrestle him in practice? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, you're also on the cross-country team, Gabby. Um, I heard you have been uh, recruiting some of your cross-country teammates to join the wrestling team. Uh, yeah, I've been trying, but they just, I don't know. Just not buying in yet? Yeah. You gotta, gotta keep, keep pushing them. them a little bit more. <laughs> well, yeah, is there anything about this season that just seems different than the others? Uh, yeah, a little bit, um, wrestling and girl tournaments more has been really, really different. Um, I have been, uh... Really happy that those have been happening. Uh, me wrestling a different weight class than last year. I always wrestled 145. And going from 145 to 52 is actually kind of a big jump for me. Because the guys are a little bit bigger and have more muscle than the guys at 145. Uh, I have been handling it pretty well in my perspective. It's just been weird, just, yeah, just wrestling a different weight class than I usually do, so that's really what's been different. Have you kind of noticed, like, a different vibe statewide? Like, you know, I, I know we've, we've seen a huge turnout, like 600 girls. There was a number in the paper the other week uh, were registered on track wrestling. Um, you know, that, how, how cool is that to just be a part of that and see the, the growth? 
it's really exciting. Um, it's definitely a big jump from when I first started. I think that when people reacted to that and girls started to see that you can start wrestling more girls instead of just wrestling boys, it gave them more confidence and more of a chance to think about what they wanted to do during the winter season. And I think since this happened, it gave uh, an inlook of what their career could look like when maybe going off to college with it. So they don't have to be put in college right away just wrestling girls when they've been wrestling boys. It's a very two different types of wrestling, wrestling boys versus wrestling girls. So it gives girls a good experience to learn how to do that. How is it different? Uh, guys are much stronger and faster. I'm just saying that, putting that out there. But they're not flexible, so of course it's easier to pin them. So then... <laughs> and then so, yeah, what's the advantage that you have when you're on the mat versus uh, another girl or when you're on the mat versus a boy? What, uh, do you have different tactics that you take, different strategies? Or are you just wrestling your, you know, your match? I wrestle my match. I mean, definitely with the guys, my flexibility does have a big advantage going into it because they can't pin me. I've only been pinned once this season, and it's by one of my old teammates. Uh, and with the girls, my strength does have an advantage, but I usually just wrestle how I wrestle all the time. I don't really change anything up. Is there different mindsets that you have to go into? Uh, no, not really. I just try to make sure I view this match. I don't underestimate any of them. Um, I feel like I do have to get more aggressive with the girls. But otherwise, yeah, I have the same mindset. Speaking of underestimate, do you feel that, and this is a question for, for both of you, I'd like to hear from both of you on this. Do you feel that when you wrestle boys, the boys are underestimating you? Oh, 100%. For sure. And yeah. Gabby, when, when you go into a, a match against a boy, what is your, your mentality going into that? I just get nervous <laughs> because it's just different with a boy because they're just naturally stronger than us and... I mean, the flexibility, our flexibility, it comes in, it's like a really good advantage against a boy, though, so. Lydia, <laughs> I'm curious to, to know from you, um, do you concern yourself with how the outside world views girls wrestling? Um, I wouldn't really say I was concerned. I, I know what they think about girls wrestling, and I've had multiple people come up to my mom and I and give us their opinions. But it's like what everyone says to me, their opinions really is not your business. I mean, it's really hard not to listen to them. You know what, they they do their own thing, you're gonna do your own thing. They're gonna judge you, you're probably gonna judge them, even though we both shouldn't judge each other. It's kind of just how it is, you gotta let it pass by and not think about it because if you focus on your goals then nothing's gonna stop you uh, I even have a picture of Michael Phelps in the Olympics and he is facing towards the finish line and the guy next to him is facing him 
looking at him and you gotta just be like Michael Phelps in the Olympics and just keep looking forward and not worry about anybody else. Do you think that makes you stronger mentally? Do you think it helps with with, with your mental fortitude? Yeah, I think so because in the future when we're going off and I don't know who else is gonna wrestle in college, but when we go off into college, people are gonna have more opinions and going off into your career after college, people are gonna keep on having opinions. So I think the sport of wrestling and how people view it uh, has really helped other girls hopefully not worry about that kind of things. Is it, it nice to see it become more accepted? There, there's, it doesn't like it. We're, it seems we're getting to a point now where whatever stigma that there was with girls wrestlers, it seems to be falling away. I don't know if, um, if you feel that way. Yeah, I think with with girls wrestling girls, I definitely think that that output on us has definitely faded away, but. I feel like we still really need to work on when girls are wrestling guys because it's still middle school. When I started wrestling, I still hear people talk about stuff when I'm wrestling boys. But when I'm wrestling girls, it's like it's not a big deal. So I think that hopefully in the future we're just about wrestling instead of doing it for other things, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because that kind of mindset, I guess. Is the camaraderie a big help when you're wrestling other girls when you're at, you know, say that, that Boyne City Invitational meet, you know, all girls wrestling? Um, is the is there a camaraderie there along with the competition? I think, I think that the friendship between girls has really built. Um, a lot of the Olympians have friendships with their competitors, like Adeline Gray. And she lost to the girl from Sweden, I think it was Sweden, that her competitor came to her wedding. So I think that uh, coming together as friends is a great thing that's happening. I see it more and more happening when I go to the girls' tournaments. Uh, they're asking for each other's numbers, social media, Snapchats, the way that we can communicate with each other. So it's really exciting seeing that. Uh, more friendships are being built through the sport, yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, I guess, Gabby, you know, your brother is on the team. Your dad's an assistant coach at TC West. How is that relationship um, uh, strengthened with the bond of wrestling? I do know a lot of other people there. Like, I pretty much knew everyone on the wrestling team before I even joined because of my brother. So that was kind of nice because, like, coming into, like, the team – and like they know, like, it was just easy to like know everyone there pretty much, and like mm -hmm. all like the new freshmen that I knew pretty much most of them, mm -hmm. and yeah, it was nice to have them like my brother and my dad there. I had one question that I was told that I had to ask you, and I'm pretty sure I know what Lydia's <laughs> answer to this one is: is who's your favorite superhero? Probably like Black Widow. Because she's just great. <laughs> and when I talked to Lydia after the uh, Boyne tournament, you mentioned you brought up when you were a kid you were a big fan of She-Hulk, correct? Uh, yeah, but that's actually not my favorite superhero. No, really? No, it's not. 
I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my favorite hero. So you've have okay. you seen No Way Home? Uh, no, not yet. Oh my go! Oh. All right, so then I won't spoil it. It is <laughs> what I'll say is it's incredible. It's awesome. The, I saw I, heard it's good. I yeah. saw it about the uh, I think the day after it came out, and I spent pretty much all of this past weekend talking to my four young nephews uh, about how much they loved it. So, uh, yeah, we watched it as a wrestling team, like all together. Like we went and watched the movie together. Oh, you all saw No Way Home together. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just not spoil it for, for Lydia. We don't want to... I won't. <laughs> or Andrew, you know, he has or, or, or me. <laughs> don't worry. Not, not yet. I haven't Tom seen it yet. Holland. It's not because Tom Holland's in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're ranked number one in the state this year, right, Lydia? Yes. And, and girls? Um, talk about uh, how you kind of inspired your younger brother to be a wrestler. Uh, I think it's just because... Well, he wrestled when he was in kindergarten, and then mm-hmm. he stopped for a while, and he really, really liked the feeling of uh, wrestling those matches and winning some of them, and I think that seeing his big sister go out there and beat people up, I guess, just made him really <laughs> want to do it. <laughs> he likes he likes to tell people that I wrestle and that I can probably beat them up. <laughs> How old is he? He is... Nine, oh, that so is, he's ten this year. That's a good age. Yeah, my my nephews, two of my nephews are uh, ten and eleven. So yeah, that uh, they're always a uh, it's always a, a fun age right around that time. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a great age. I kind of wish I was back at nine years old sometimes. Me too. All right, life's a lot easier when you're nine years old. You don't, you yes, don't, you don't have to worry about anything. No, <laughs> everything's paid for. <laughs> Now, do both of you have to wrestle against your coaches on the, from day to day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's that like? Because he's like 60 pounds heavier than I am, and he likes to crush me with his weight. <laughs> so that's a great time. But I have to say, it does make me a little bit better every time I wrestle him because when I, since he's more technical than most of the other coaches that I've wrestled before, uh, it helps me feel out things that I could have done in a match. And then when I do them in a match, I'm just like, oh, wow, like, that actually does work. So I agree with that. Yeah. Have you, have you ever beaten your dad? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no? I, I will say one time during wrestling practice, I, I was a 103-pounder when I was in high school until, like, my senior year I was at 112. But uh, I, one time I pinned our heavyweight in practice. And uh, he was like a big 200. He had to lose weight to make the 275 pound weight class back then. <laughs> like he was a starting left tackle on the football team and everything like that. But the uh, the part I don't really don't tell about that is that my coach before the match, we do we do ladder wrestling where you had to wrestle everybody on the team. Before he blew the whistle, he turned to the heavyweight and he's like, "He's our only 103 pounder." <laughs> so that's basically don't hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, Lydia, Gabby, thank you both so much for taking some time to talk to us. Uh, Really, really appreciate it. Gabby, I'm glad you've seen No Way Home because it's awesome. And Lydia, definitely go see it because it rocks. Uh, And I hope you enjoy it. And, of course, not just for Tom Holland. Um, Not just No, no, not just for the the (laughs) cute little British boy. 
so thank you both so much. Really appreciate it. Good luck on the rest of the season, and I'm sure we'll be talking in the future. All right, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, thanks again to Lydia and Gabby for joining us uh, on the, the Get Around. I really appreciate it. Uh, we had Lydia get into the Get Around Hall of Fame as our Athlete of the Week last week, two weeks ago. Was it last yeah, week? Yeah, it was last week. It was last week. Man, last week seems like so long ago. I don't know about you guys, but last Monday seems like a month ago. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Time is and all the uh, epic football games over the weekend. There was Thanks. that. Uh, but Lydia Krause made it into the uh, Get Around Hall of Fame last week, and we've got three nominations this week for our Athlete of the Week. Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, I actually had a chance to talk to Grace Bradford. My nomination last week for the story that I did that was our uh, our Sunday centerpiece in the sports section about uh, parents who coach their kids, and um, uh, that was a really fun story to write and to talk to all those people, especially talking with um, Jared Steenwick out at Ellsworth and him coaching his younger brother and the 13-year difference and uh, seeing the two pictures of them from uh, when Jared won a district championship in 2009 with Ellsworth and then when they won the district championship together, the two pictures. Of, it was just it was really cool and just talking to, like, you, you can you can hear and feel the love of, you know, these parents and their kids bonding over something that they're both passionate about and uh, it was really cool so I got the chance to talk to, to Grace Bradford and, and Maddie Bradford last year uh, last week as well as um, Jason Bradford their dad out at Glen Lake and uh, Grace had a hell of a week last week yeah uh, two incredible performances for the Lakers who are uh, currently and still undefeated uh, she had 27 points and 10 rebounds in a 65-30 win against Cadillac, and then she followed that up with a 24-point, 15-rebound performance against Kingsley in a 60-23 win. Uh, they're now 10-0 on the season and 5-0 in the Northwest Conference. So Grace Bradford is my nomination this week for the Get Around Hall of Fame. Andrew? I'm going to go with Keaton Matowski of Boyne Falls. Yes, there's another Boyne, Boyne school if uh, you guys haven't forgot about it. Uh, he had a pair of free throws and double overtime to help seal the loggers. 57-53 to win over Wolverine. Uh, joined by Scott Matelski with 17 points. Ashton Spang with 12 points. Uh, Matelski had 10, but it was the two that really got the win. All right. James? I'm going to go with Alex Calcaterra from Boyne City. Um, who would, would have been another one that we could have done for the father? father he was. Son. Uh, yeah, 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 he was. Uh, they, that they were mentioned. I mentioned, like... I, I focused on just basketball because it's like mm-hmm. so many basketball teams, both boys and girls, uh, have mm-hmm. you know parents coaching their kids. Uh, but I did mention Alex and, and Randy in my story, yeah. Yeah, but Alex, uh, the other night against, I believe it was Kingsley? Yes. Cal- oh, Cal- oh, no, Calcasca. Calcasca. Different, different K school. Yeah. Against Calcasca, uh, had 16 points in the first quarter, and – then didn't play the rest of the game after getting undercut uh, on a uh, fast-break layup attempt, I believe, and uh, leaving the game with a pretty gruesome, bloody injury, from what I heard. Yeah, I was, you know, 
we had sent a photographer out to that game and we were I was going to lead prep with it that was the plan and so I had done all my pre-reporting and writing and uh, I I'd pretty much already uh, given the win uh, to to the Ramblers in my pre-reporting and you know kind of just making sure that I was ready to get this story done as, as quickly as possible you know sometimes you can guess who's going to win and you can have, it's, it's an educated guess mm-hmm. uh, and I can usually count on Randy sending in stats and, you know, 10.30 rolls around and I don't have an email from him yet. And I'm going, what is going on? And I reached out to, to you and Andrew and said, hey, have anybody, you know, have you gotten those, have you heard from him yet? And uh, you reached out to, to Randy and he said that he was dealing with, I didn't know that it, when you told me that he was dealing with the. Uh, an injury. I didn't know that it was his son when he called in, or when I saw the email, and it said Alex. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then he called in uh, shortly after he sent the email, and I talked to him about it. And uh, he was not—he was not happy. I'll, I'll tell you that much. He was—he was, he was uh, fairly unpleased about what happened to his son. And I, I think that's there's definitely a moment when the line between being a coach and being a father blurs, because that's your boy out there. Mm-hmm. And it's your boy who got hurt, and uh, on a on a play that probably shouldn't have, not probably a play that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, we've had that happen a couple times. Now this season, I mean, earlier in the season we had, you know, we had Dylan Craig, I think it was, got undercut on a dunk attempt, and uh, had kind of a nasty fall, almost like smacked his head on the on the court, which can be, you know, a concussion waiting to happen and long term type injury and stuff. We had, I think that happens with somebody else very beginning of the season too mm-hmm. where they, they got undercut and uh so and then like we said Grayson Allen well yeah but not I, known I, to be I, a clean I've, player no not not known at all uh but I've I've you know railed about him enough we don't need to go back to how much I, I dislike uh the former Duke Blue Devil uh, but were you at the game where the kid's tooth got embedded into the court, the Onekama kid's tooth? Like, no, I was not at that game, but I, okay. I had somebody. I was at a Benzie game not long after that, and I can't remember who was was telling me all about it, about how you know a kid went up and had and came down on the ground, and somebody else landed on him. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, and like yeah, his top front tooth was like embedded into the into the floor and and came out and had to like go to the emergency to the dentist yeah that gives me the willies just thinking about it i don't know why i brought it up i was like "Eh, we haven't talked about it let's 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 talk about that yeah this was years ago like probably six years ago was it that long ago probably yeah okay Okay, so there are our three nominations uh grace bradford uh is mine uh andrew who was who was mytelski Keaton Matelski. Keaton Matelski. And then uh, James, Alex Calcaterra. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys vote first since uh, we, we can go backward since I, I started. Uh, James, you can uh, you can vote. With, I'll go with a pair of double-doubles from, from Grace Bradford. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Did we go over the stats? For, were, for yeah. Grace? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she yeah, had they were uh, big. 27 and 10 and 24 and 15. Yeah. I mean, that's two monster games. Really good games. Yeah. Back-to-back. And they're they're ten and zero halfway through the season. Haven't lost a game yet. Doesn't so, look like they're yeah. gonna for a while. Hopefully not at all. Andrew, your uh, your vote. I'm gonna go with Matelski. You know they're 
Loggers are two and three, and took a lot to get their second win, I guess. All right. Well, I'm gonna vote for my own nomination. All and, right. And I, we'll give it to to Grace Bradford. Uh, I just think those two performances, in terms of an athlete of the week, which is what it is, she had a really good week uh, in those two games. So uh, congratulations to Glenn Lakes, Grace Bradford. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame, Northern Michigan's most exclusive club. Okay, finish off the show. Uh, let's get into the trifecta. Andrew, you had a story that uh, ran on Sunday on uh, on the front page of the Record Eagle about a yeah, couple of skiers cool. uh, going to... Uh, Beijing for the Winter Olympics, and uh, um, that got me thinking. Two-part question here. Well, three-part, I guess. As a sports journalist, what would you rather cover, these, uh, the Winter Olympics or the Summer Olympics? Uh, or as a spectator, what would you rather attend, uh, the Summer or the Winter Olympics? And then finally, uh, what events would be must-see for you uh, at those whatever games you choose to attend. So as a journalist, I'd rather cover the Winter Olympics because you get a good mix of uh, big-time sports going on. I mean, Olympic hockey is huge. It's not like Olympic basketball where it's like the U.S. or unless there's a couple of big, like Luka Doncic, obviously, or something like that, unless there's a really good international guy um, versus the rest of the world. Um I think for Olympic hockey, it's a lot more even. A lot of times you'll see like a, a lot of young studs on the Canadians team or um, the Russia Russia's team. Um, there's a lot of uh, good equal like parity around the the world when it comes to that. But also you get a really good a uh, really good selection of like events to see. You got all the stuff in skiing. You got a bunch of stuff and. Like there's a luge, and there's like all these weird events that only happen in the Winter Olympics. So what's the one skeleton? Is that the one where like yeah, that's the one I would never do. Where it's like you're just <laughs> you're just like I'm just like nothing but yourself, and yeah. you're going around the thing at seventy miles an hour. Like it's so awesome to watch on TV, but terrifying to think of how bad things can go wrong. I know I there's skill involved in that. I get it. I know that there's skill involved, but I'm also like, isn't it just gravity? There's, I mean, there, there's, co- I mean, cool runnings. I guess you can watch, and it's about the Jamaican bobsled team. So, but as 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 like a as a spectator, I kind of rather and see the the summer games. There's nothing quite like being in that main arena with the track. You know, I I, I kind of wish I was there to see Usain Bolt break the world record in the 100. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I I think as a as a journalist, I think covering the Winter Olympics would be the most fun. I also feel like it would be less hectic than trying to cover the the Summer Games. Um, also, a big figure skating fan. I love watching figure skating. I know it seems might seem weird for a guy, but like I just it's so beautiful. It really is. It's just gorgeous watching and then just moving around out there on the ice. Um, I feel the same way about like uh, gymnastics in in the Summer Games, like the uh, the uneven bars and the um, the parallel bars and the pommel horse and all that stuff. Uh, I look back to like the Kansas relays, like which is a pretty big track meet with uh, with a couple of known Olympians that have uh, participated in it. Uh, the high jump and the pole vault; those were two events where both the athletes would say, "Like, oh, I I feed off the crowd. I try and get the crowd riled up. I try and clap my hands above my head." And 
when I hear them clap to the beat, it makes me want to perform better. Like, I would love to be a part of that for the Olympics, you know. The, you can ring the bell for the Kansas reference. But, uh, I, I, I was gonna, but I was like, that's fine. I'm like, I think you made a Kansas rest reference earlier in the podcast too, and I missed that one as well. So, we'll uh, we'll give you a break this time around because you've been so good about it uh, for the last several episodes, James. What I mean, there was guys like there was guys like Michael Stiegler and Kyle Clemens. Both the or Clemens was a uh, part of the U.S.'s four by one gold medalist team a couple of years ago. So. Uh, and then Ryan Krauser, um, Olympic gold medals in the shot put. So th- those were pretty cool guys. I got to shake hands with them. Krauser is a monster. That is a he is a large Dude, that, gentleman. The guy's hands when I shook him, it felt like a Venus flytrap. You know, just like <laughs> coming together. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that was uh, that was one event that I watched of the Summer Games. I was just fascinated by him. Like these guys, and I think. Krauser, what broke or, or set the the world record in in the summer games? Uh, I he th- did. I think in his it was his first throw or maybe his second throw, uh, and then yeah he didn't reach that that afterward. But I mean he only needed that one record setting throw to to win. Uh, but yeah. The fun was... fact he he went to Texas, which is a freaking powerhouse, and it comes to track and field, and came back to Lawrence because the Big Twelve championships were right around that time too. Um, so that's when he, uh, there was this thing called the downtown shot put, which is just lives in Lawrence. Laura is like one of the best events to ever happen. Like 500 people showing up on the street just to watch Ryan Krauser throw a shot. Put. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> James, what about you? Winter or I'll, summer? I'll, I'll be contrarian and say summer. Okay. Just because then I don't have to, uh, worry about wearing extra layers and, uh, <laughs> Getting around in the snow and freezing my butt off and all that. Um, that is, that's and, a good point. You know, what would you rather be as a journalist, too hot or too cold? You know, neither. Preferably. <laughs> uh, retired. I'd rather I, be man, retired. I hate it when it's too hot. That's, that's the reason why I stay in Michigan. <laughs> but, but just the ability like to, to watch like maybe the Olympic basketball team and just see that huge amount of talent put together on that one team or something, you know. Um, well, yeah, if I was going to cover an Olympics, I would cover the 92 Dream Team, for sure. Yeah. Of course, I'd be eight years old at the time. Well, yeah. seven. And, and track and field would just be cool, too. Yeah. I mean, just when you think of Olympics, I, that's kind of one of the first things I think of usually is is the track and field and just the spectacle of a giant stadium like that with the 100 meters going or any of that kind of stuff, but... Um, and swimming's great too. Swimming is also swimming is cool. You know, uh, and, diving and, is fascinating. And, the, and gymnastics, men's and women's gymnastics, is very entertaining. I think. And you know, like you said, you guys were talking shot put and stuff like that. Those kind of things, I, I think, are just pretty cool to watch too. As um, but I, so I'm going to go with summer. I did enjoy that uh, part of at my last job covering track and field when I would go to like the big events and just I'd be able to just kind of walk around the entire thing and I'd go and I'd watch you know the high jump or the pole vault the discus throw and shot put and just kind of you you're at one event but you're taking in so many different you know the triple jump which is the weirdest thing it looks so weird the triple jump uh the long jump is is fun and um of course, all of the all of the races, 
It's steeplechase. The steeplechase. I've never covered a steeplechase <laughs> before. In the summer games, they have Olympic speed walking. I'm sorry, what now? Is this see, people, which is just the, as weird as it seems. And like, these, I, are, like, these are people that like you see at the mall then? No, like it's it's like a race, like a couple miles long, but you can't have more than one foot off the ground. Like you like you know how runners go where they you know, they bounce and most of the time you barely have a foot on the ground. With speed walking you have to have at least one foot on the ground each time. That's a, it's a, a what? It's, it's yeah. an Olympic sport? Mm-hmm. They were like, you know what, let's get rid of wrestling, but we'll, we'll keep speed walking. I mean, I know wrestling is still in there, but that's... They were going to get rid of it. I know. Just stupid. It's called yeah. race walking, but it, it, a.k.a. speed walking, where it's up to 3K, and you have to have at least one foot on the ground each time. Yeah, and it just looks goofy, too. I, I'm speechless. They have spectators, you know, it's kind of like the Tour de France, where... Everyone's like cheering yeah, while you're on the course, and so it's basically just a bunch of people who are who look like they're they've got to they got to go to the bathroom and they're squeezing cheek before <laughs> they get there. Is that pretty much what it is? It's people and there are just highlights like online, and you yeah. can make your, you can form your own opinions. But yeah, that, I think that's what it would I would describe it as. So like, if you got, you know, if you had just diarrhea, like aunt, it looks like your aunt when she's in a hurry. <laughs> or something, you know. It's when you get waved across uh, at the going into the the mire, and someone says in their car, "They're like, no, you can you can cross, go ahead, go on." And you're like, you do that little semi jog slash fast walk. So if you took like uh, you know X lax or something like that, would that be a performance enhancing drug for speed walking? <laughs> is that what would? This is ridiculous. This is un. My day's ruined, Andrew. You just learning that this is an Olympic sport is it's ruined my day. You should try and train yourself to do it then. Or something. No. I don't <laughs> I think we just I, I we just end the show. I think this is we just wrap up the show here. Unless you guys have anything else you want to say, I think speed walking is is what's gonna end episode two oh three of the Get Around Podcast. You guys good with that? Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully that's not the sport that they add for high school sports of all the ones that we talked about. <laughs> we we get a we get a we get a press release from Kimberly. Jeff Kimberly at the MHSAA. He's like, All right, uh, the coming up coming up next next spring, speed walking. <laughs> speed walking state finals. You got, and you you got these athletes and they're all in these like ridiculous like leotards and the helmets with the Because uh, I remember this now thing there's that episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Where Hal, uh, played by Brian Cranston, gets really into speed walking. This is I'm now remembering this, and he has to wear like this goofy aerodynamic helmet. What a ah, un, okay. This was a lot of fun, guys. This was I, I, I'm glad that we were able to get the show in today and and, and talk about all this. So uh, thanks for. Uh, we're not for, sorry for the usual basketball or hockey conversations that we would have, but. Is that we think this was a lot more fun? Well, yeah, it's it's good to do something different. You know, it's we can do the same thing every single week and and go over the games from the last week or go over the games that are coming up, or we we could do stuff like this and and just talk and have conversations about you know singular topics. And I think that's uh, makes things a, a little more interesting, at least for the listeners. It's just three guys sitting around shooting the breeze. 
So, uh, episode 203 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. James, thanks for being in the office. Uh, I hope you can get to the post office. you got nine minutes to get over there. I think I'm they, not going to happen. I think they close at five. I'm going to go sure. to the one in Barlow. Uh, Andrew, uh, as always, thanks for being here. And uh, to our listeners, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and again, uh, Liddy Krause and Gabby Edenburn, appreciate you guys uh, joining us uh, on the Get Around Podcast, episode 203 in the books. Bye.